0: no, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. And we're talking with Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider, host of the Ross Tucker Podcast, also does a ton of great work with Westwood One, and he's played in the NFL, Princeton Man. The Sam Darnold comment, I think, is, is interesting because everyone's radar kind of goes up when they bring him in, especially as quickly as they did in the offseason. Now, I get at the time you essentially have two injured quarterbacks. Trey Lance is still coming back from the ankle. Brock Purdy obviously gets hurt in the NFC championship game. But, you know, when he's talking about why he's doing this, I get why it makes sense for him. You're getting to work with Kyle Shanahan. You're getting to work with arguably the best weapons in the NFL. But is the reasoning from the 49ers perspective of bringing Sam Darnold in? It is a one year deal. But like you mentioned, it's it's money that you might not see thrown at a, a third string quarterback. Is that the immediate signal that this guy is brought in to not only compete, but to likely have the inside track on a backup job? Or when you saw that signing and the way that things have played out so far this offseason, can you see an avenue to where the 49ers might give Trey Lance a bit of a leg up on the uh, the guy who's coming in to compete for that spot? Yeah, I mean, I,
1: I guess it'll depend a lot on training camp and the preseason games. You know, I don't know when we'll see Purdy. So I think a lot of it will depend on how Trey Lance plays, how Sam Darnold plays. I think that on some level, the Niners might have looked at it. And I don't have any inside information here about Purdy's status. But I have talked to people like Dr. David Chow, the longtime Chargers team doctor over uh, at uh, Sports Injury Central, pro football doc. And, you know, he's not so sure that Purdy will be available for week one. And to be honest with you, Evan, I'm not either. I mean, the fact that Kyle Shanahan made that comment about being glad that the Niners are playing the Eagles week 13 and not week one because that way they'll have their whole team, I I never understood that logic. So you think there's a better chance that you'll be healthy in week 13 than there is and you'll be healthy week one? That would seem to lend itself to be – Uh, a thought that Purdy's might not going to be ready week one. And that would make the Darnold signing make more sense, right? We don't know when Purdy will be available. We don't want to rush him back. Let's have Lance and Darnold compete to start. And whoever loses can still be the number two until Purdy comes back. And then maybe there's a trade market for them before the trade lead line after Purdy comes back.
0: Ross, do you have any concerns about Brock Purdy outside of the health? Because there's been an obvious limited sample size. It's been great, but I kind of contend that that bar was set extremely high for him, and to see some sort of regression in his his first official season, ideally as starter, wouldn't be out of left field. Do you think that there are things that people might not I guess, be expecting from Brock Purdy as far as his actual play this year? Could you see that regression coming if and when he's able to take the field?
1: Well, I I don't know that I'll say regression as much as, you know, I think there's – what I would think about with Purdy is sort of the, what I would call like the Jimmy G effect, which is to say, is he good enough – to win championship games, is he good enough to get to and win Super Bowls? Mm. You know, I thought he did a lot of really positive things last year, obviously was extremely uh, well-prepared, played so, so well, such a high level as a rookie. But that's not the same as winning a conference championship game against a team like the Eagles or winning the Super Bowl against an elite AFC quarterback, which is type of quarterbacks you're going to have to go against in the Super Bowl. So I think the question for me about Purdy isn't as much about regression as it is upside and potential.
0: Interesting. No, and I, I think that's that's fascinating and something that 49ers fans, like you mentioned, kind of wrestled with Jimmy Garoppolo over and over again and are hoping that it's not somewhat of a reset now with with Brock Purdy. Outside of the quarterback position, do you see at all a potential hole in this roster? Because it is so good, and in a sense, it kind of places nitpicking a little bit, but it does feel like the one area that they had to address and didn't really, or at least chose to do so internally, was the offensive line. How do you feel about the 49ers up front, and is that their biggest weakness right now?
1: Well, first of all, I thought they made a great move to sign Javon Hargrave Because I I do think defensive tackle was a disappointment for them, especially in that conference championship game. Javon Kinlaw did not play well enough. And so to get a guy like Hargrave, who had a phenomenal year in Philadelphia, and really, you're kind of doing two things, right? I mean, you're, you're getting an elite defensive tackle at a position of need next to Armstead, next to Nick Bosa. But you're also taking away... One of the Eagles' best players, right? Now, I think he would have gone somewhere else anyway. I don't think he's going to be in Philadelphia anymore anyway with the money that he commanded. But I thought that was a a really important signing for the Niners because that would have been a concern of mine. And now they they have the kind of depth on the D-line that you want. On the offensive line, they still have some young guys there, both guard spots, and we'll see how McKivitts can play at right tackle, or whoever is at right tackle, Jalen Moore doesn't matter. You know, I, I know Niners fans had their issues at times with McGlinchy, but he was still solid, and there's a reason why Denver gave him that much money, and we'll see if they get can get similar production now out of some of their younger guys.
0: You mentioned Seattle as a team to look out for on the rise in the NFC. Is there any reason to feel concerned? If you're the San Francisco 49ers about them potentially contending for the division, because a nine win team last year, relatively young, I thought they got a lot of good pieces in the draft, made some intelligent signings and the San Francisco 49ers outside of Hargrave, like you mentioned, didn't do a whole lot in free agency. Now that's a lot of cash and straps you a bit. But is there any reason to feel concerned that the Seahawks might have some noise to make in the NFC West?
1: Yeah, I think so. I I do. I mean, especially not knowing when Purdy will be able to play and how well he'll return from that injury. You know, there's certainly the possibility the Niners get off to a slow start. And I'm telling you, man, Seattle was playing good ball last year. And for them to now bring in guys like Jackson Smith and Jigba, Uh, and Charbonnet on offense to have a top 10 pick and Witherspoon Witherspoon at corner. Bobby Wagner is back in the fold. They got Draymond Jones from Denver. You know, they've added some pieces. And, you know, the question is, was Geno Smith a one-year wonder or can Geno Smith kind of build on what he did last year? Because if he can build on what he did last year, then I do think Seattle will be right there with the Niners competing for that division.
0: Ross Tucker with us, Odyssey NFL Insider, host of the Ross Tucker podcast here on the 415 Fivers. Off of that, it does feel like, you know, even if there is skepticism about Brock Purdy uh, beginning the season as a starter, it kind of sounds like the way you see it um, and the way that others around the league see it is that Sam Darnold should be the immediate guy. Is that because he just kind of logically fits more as a stopgap or because He legitimately is, by most people's evaluations, a better quarterback at this point than someone like Trey Lance.
1: Yeah, see, I don't know that. And that's why I thought it was so interesting, all of the Niners beat writers giving Darnold so much praise during OTAs. You know, we don't know if they've ever had a guy here that can throw the ball like that. Like, what? What are you talking about? Did you ever watch like Steve Young, throw a football? I mean, uh, they were really, really um, high on Darnold in the spring. I don't know if they saw that or they got that from the Niners' front office or coaches. I don't know if the Niners were trying to, you know, push Trey Lance. I don't know what the deal was there. Yeah, But Darnold hasn't earned that. Like, Darnold, to me, has not played well enough that you automatically have him above Trey Lance. I think it's a really important training camp for Trey Lance. And I think if he plays well, I'd rather see him in there than
0: Darnold. Interesting. Well, so and off of that, I'll I'll get you out of here on this, Ross. There's this kind of idea. It's an oversimplification, but like anyone could play quarterback for Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. Now, we've seen evidence that that's not actually the case, uh, specifically the years in which Jimmy Garoppolo went down prior to last one. But, I mean, how big of a, I guess, a storyline is that? And, I mean, do you really believe that someone like San Donald can come in, had the same type of production that someone like Purdy did last year? Or was last year a bit of an outlier? I guess, I, I kind of how do you view the rotating door at quarterback? And do you believe that Kyle Shanahan can maximize just about anyone in this league i think he can i mean look
1: he got pretty darn good production in some games from cj bethard and nick mullins i mean those guys put up pretty good numbers so i think a lot of people myself included are a little curious to see how darnold could do with kyle shanahan you know i mean he's the number three pick in the draft for a reason I think we're all intrigued to see what he'd be able to get done with Kyle Shanahan, although I still want to see what Trey Lance can get done with with Kyle Shanahan. So um, either way, you know, on some level, Evan, I almost hope Purdy's not ready for the opener so we get a chance to see that, one of those guys at least.
0: Interesting. No, it's going to be a fascinating season, and I'm sure everyone will have their eyes glued. I'm sure you'll be doing uh, plenty of games. I saw you actually in the new Netflix quarterback series. They had you – uh, what was it? It was in episode four or five. Uh, you did the Chargers Chiefs game. And I think they had you overlaid over one of Mahomes' uh, passes. So, you know, I, I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Although they just said commentator too, they could have at least thrown my name in there, Evan. At least well, throw my name in.
0: There. It, it was a good call. It's recognizable for those of us that are, I guess, in the know. But you, you're right. They could have shown you a little more love. <laughs> Oh, no. Th- thanks, Ross. We appreciate you hopping on with us. Uh, we'll be looking for you all season long. Catch him. Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker podcast. A ton of great content coming out from there. Uh, Ross, thank you so much for hopping on the 415ers. We appreciate it.
1: You know what? My pleasure, Evan. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.